0: Psycho
1: Steve presents. Hey guys and girls, okay. this is Psycho Steve, and you're listening to Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow, and I was very fortunate and blessed to have Mr. Johnny D, drummer extraordinaire of four projects I'm aware of. Uh, you have Wasted. As you guys know, he has also been the drummer of a great band called Britney Fox, which I have featured on my show. And then of course, you have a Mindoro, which I actually still have a childhood crush. He's also in an awesome InXS tribute band. Let Michael Hutchins rest in peace. His band does them very, very big-time justice. So, without further ado, Mr. Johnny D., everybody. Welcome.
2: Good good evening, sir.
3: Thanks for having
1: me. Well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it, and appreciate you for doing it in such short notice. Um, You've been playing for over, like, with national acts, international acts, because Doro, Britney and uh Wasted are all pretty much international acts would you confirm that
3: oh yeah um I pretty much you know I left home to go to England play with uh Pete Way when I was you know just turned 21 or something like that so yeah it's been quite
1: a while it's awesome. you know, so yeah my playground
3: is uh the whole world kind of
1: now, Pete Way, am I correct? It's Pete Way also had a band called Fast Way. Yes. Right? Pete
3: okay. Pete Way actually started the band, and uh asked Eddie Clark from Motorhead. Right. And uh, from what I was led to believe, some things happened with contracts and business bullshit, which tends to get in the way, and then all of a sudden there was a uh, uh, we, you know, he was unable to really continue with the band, so basically, he started the band, they came up with the name, and then before they even did the first record, he was out of there, so it's kind of a weird...
1: Wow, because I remember Yeah, they are, but. That's pretty cool Because I remember Fastway yeah. Doing the soundtrack To Trick or Treat The movie Yeah Featuring Gene Simmons Mark Price Ozzy Osbourne That's what actually what inspired me And I actually own The cowboy hat Gene's wearing in the movie Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow Yeah, I'm a, a bit of a Kiss dweeb, so Gene
3: produced a Duro album A self-titled one right. That was on I believe Simmons
1: Right Kind of like Right, because I know she covered one of his songs. Yep. Right. Yeah,
3: big, uh, big time Kiss influence. Well, and, you know, in the Dora world as well, she loves Kiss. And always dug Gene, and I uh, was always uh, thrilled to have done that with him, and well, yeah. nice. Still keeps in touch with him to this day. Which is cool.
1: Cool. Now you said your first gig with Wasted. You were 18 moving out of Pennsylvania because that's where you're from, right? So. Yeah,
3: I'm from the Philadelphia area.
1: Cool. I left...
3: Uh I left this, uh, area to go to England to, actually to Wales to audition for Waste, and that was like 85. Wow. So I was 22. Nice. Not uh, 18, but yeah. Was there you know, any... Uh, quite a while
1: ago. That's pretty awesome. Was there any other well-known drummers that were trying out, or was it like you were there and it was just um, the band, or was there other people no, waiting? It was quite, no, it was literally, um
3: the gig was mine to have if, uh, if I showed up and didn't completely tank it so <laughs> I was lucky in that sense that I had a great recommendation from uh, my friend Jim D'Alella who was already in the band but I mean I was coming in after some big time heavy hitters um, you know they had had Andy Parker from UFO they had Kilby Gil,
2: uh, Admiral Taylor Wow. Motorhead in the band for a brief
3: time and then Jerry Shirley from Humble Pie and Fastway again was the drummer right before I joined. He just uh, did not want to tour or continue with the band so they basically were looking for a young guy and I got a recommendation and in a almost unbelievable way they actually flew me and my entire drum kit over from America which I'm to this day can't can't even believe that they did but they did and uh, and I got there and we played together in some shithole farmhouse in North Wales and uh, luckily I didn't you know blow it and I ended up getting the gig and a few months later we were making a, a record for EMI, uh, and uh, yeah, it was my first introduction to like a real deal music business. You know, it was
1: awesome. That's awesome. So, did you get part of the advance? Um,
3: I got, I was a salary hired guy at the time. Gotcha. You know, I didn't have any um, you know, the advance at that time, probably because Pete Way and Paul Chapman were the big names of the band. Right. And it come from USO They actually you know, got the deal and there was uh, management in place and whatnot. So they hired three young American guys and paid us a salary and just, you know, kinda what uh transpired from there it was just you know learning the ropes and getting to do a dual record and a, a big tour and yeah it was kind of the beginning of, of of
1: everything for us gotcha so when you did get your first break besides that meaning on um, your first advance where did you buy
3: uh well we bought a car. Nice. Probably, uh, you know, paid off some debts. Um, you know, right. uh, my parents, a few nice things and whatnot, and uh, yeah, all the things that you do when you sacrifice. Uh, you know, working a job for however kind of many years, or you're, you know, just coming into some money after being completely broke and living at your parents' house.
1: I hear you. No, it's <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, because I asked the same. Yeah. I, I ask. That's one. That's one of my most common questions I ask. Because I'm just curious of like what people when they come into right. a decent amount of money. Hey, you know, like mm-hmm. I just interviewed Desmond Child recently, and uh-huh. he, and he told me he because he came from a very poor family. He bought a bunch of really yeah. nice clothes. Sure.
3: First of all it depends on how
1: much of an advance you're
3: talking, you know. The difference between say me and a Desmond child is probably in the, you know, triple figures. Well,
1: well at, at the, the time it was it, it was a decent chunk of change. It's of course substantially yeah. more now.
3: Yeah. If you look back on it, I mean it probably equated like, you know, a year's salary for a normal person. But if you're not working and you're just doing music right. And at that time, you know, when people's salaries were still pretty relatively normal, then, you know, it was, yeah, cool. it was a good amount of money, but it really didn't, you know, wasn't like I was going to, you know, buy, a, buy an island or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, literally, he was just basically able to catch up for a couple of years of zero income. So, right on. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, speaking of, you said you bought a car. What kind of car do you drive now?
3: I have a Volkswagen uh, Golf.
1: It's a diesel. Awesome. And uh, I spent a lot of time in Germany. And
3: back when I bought it, it was pretty much a great investment as far as, uh, you know, great on
1: gas, powerful. Right. The uh, torque on those things are great. You know. Yeah, killer So, who are your main influences? Well, I guess uh, as
3: far as drumming goes Some mm-hmm. of the earliest stuff, you know Because of my age would be Buddy Rich awesome. The Beatles, Ringo, of course Keith Moon, uh, Ian Taste from Deep Purple, John Bottom
1: Okay, so we talked about the car thing What's in your CD player right now?
3: Um uh,
1: CD player I am (laughs) not even
3: really But uh, I uh, Most recently Just saw a few shows This week And uh, Saw Michael Shanker Fest On Sunday So I've been listening Going back and listening To some Shanker Some UFO Some of his solo stuff And uh, Yeah Also saw Priest The other night So I tend to listen to A lot of the stuff That I grew up on Nice um, it's the most dearest to my heart, you know, and uh, there's so much stuff even from back then that, you know, you might have missed out on that I kind of re or find for the first time or, uh, yeah, but... Um, I'd say more A lot of older stuff More than newer But every once in a while There'll be a, You know Some newer stuff To check out
1: Cool Like um, what bands Do you listen to currently Like new bands um, A lot of the uh, I like a lot of the stuff That you know
3: Because of being 50 something I think The stuff that Resonates with me Is more of the Retro stuff You know Like rival songs Or nice Some of the Bands that are doing Some stuff that sounds, you know, sonically uh, modern but with an older yeah,
1: like, feel to it. Like you know? Greta Van Fleet, have you heard? Yeah, I,
3: heard a, like, uh, I hear a lot about that. Uh, it's what I've heard sounds, you know, basically really good. Yeah, Barry one, of course. But uh, I don't have that record, and I haven't seen them live. But uh, yeah, I know they're getting a lot of traction. Yeah, some old heads.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, just because they're, you know any kids that are playing do old-fashioned rock and roll and making it modern is is pretty much a good thing.
1: Here's another question. Any of your family members musicians?
3: Uh, Oh, man. Not really. My sister played piano for a few years before I even got into music. Uh, My father was a professional soccer player. Wow. In Italy. Yeah. And uh, he moved over here. I think he played some uh, violin as a child, but uh, no, nobody really have to go and nice. long term like I have, but I have a uh, great nephew now who's jamming on the ukulele and singing, so I think he may be the next uh,
2: musician.
3: Tiny uh,
1: Tim, move over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. So, in the process of, how did you get the gig with Doro? Uh. Again, that was, um, it's funny, a couple
3: of the the bigger gigs I've gotten in my life have been through the same person. My friend, uh, Jimmy Durello, who I mentioned earlier, who I grew up with, um, got me um, an audition with Doro. And that was uh, in 1993. And Doro kind of, he mentioned my name. Doro knew me from the Britney Fox stuff. She, you know, because Warlock and Britney were pretty much on MTV at the same time. So she's like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, some of their videos and whatnot. That'd be cool if we could play together. So I went, uh, they arranged an audition. And again, I went down upon a recommendation. There was no other people auditioning or whatever i just kind of walked in and if i could you know hit it off with everybody and play well enough i got the gig and that's what happened and a couple weeks later i was in germany on tour with goro and doing a live album and just kind of like back at it you know with a whole new set of people and i've uh, been pretty fortunate
1: right
3: on to, uh, been in her bed for 25 years. It's like my 25th year this year, Awesome
1: Japan. yeah, it's pretty amazing. I see you guys have a ton of Europe dates and nothing in the United States as of yet. Do you- I think after
3: the new record comes out, we'll definitely want to come back to the states and do some more shows? So I would guess maybe spring of next year.
1: Awesome. Okay.
3: Yeah
1: So did you have any uh, Input on this album Or the, any of the albums Besides playing The drums Like writing
3: Um. Yeah a couple um, I've had a few Small co-writes On a few songs On a few records Over the years But uh I uh, played on, I'd say, like, maybe 80% of this album, and uh, we wrote or worked on a few songs as a band during the summer. Last summer, we were doing... You know, just recording drums and guitars and things for that. But Dora works in a way where she sometimes will just work with her producer, writer, and they may even finish a song uh, completely. And I'll, you know, I may record some drums over top of whatever is there already, or we, you know, record from scratch. There's no real, like, Rhyme or reason That's just kind of like Oh I'm really into this song Let's Let's work on this one Or If the band's on a break From touring in the summer We'll go into a studio For a week And try to knock out A few tunes Here and there So It's um, It's not like The Typical uh, recording situation of a band that you know gets together writes songs rehearses them does some pre-production goes in the studio knocks out 10 songs in a row you know this right. is more or less like uh, you know here and there and everywhere whenever we can get it done and she's constantly working on stuff cool. you know by herself or with whoever happened to be writing. But yeah, the band interjects some songs where they can. Uh, you know, The Last Record had a few co writes with like Boz Maz, our guitar player, Nick Douglas, uh, you know, Luca, our guitarist, is always throwing riffs in the mix and stuff. So it's a it's a pretty Club. Pretty good conglomeration of uh, all kinds of different stuff.
1: Nice. All right. Now, does every does she is she the only one that lives abroad, or I know you and Nick um, live well, here?
3: Right. Doro is, uh, I guess, bicontinental. She's got um, she's still a U.S. citizen. She's a green card holder, so she has a place in the states, and she uh, probably lives. Uh, most of the time in Germany
2: okay.
3: um, and uh, our, like I said our guitarist Boz is Dutch so he's in the Netherlands and our guitarist Luca is Italian he's in Italy and uh, so yeah we pretty much have to meet up wherever we uh, start a tour or whatever and you know we'll do some rehearsals
1: Nice.
3: And uh, all fly in, you know, to wherever. So yeah, we're uh,
2: international.
1: Cool. It's like a UN <laughs> band. International team, totally. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Alrighty. So here's another question for you. On your downtime, what do you and your family do?
2: before uh, oh,
1: man.
3: I've uh, been pretty much bouncing around a lot lately. I mean, I'm, you know, being a drummer. Uh, and reliant mostly on, you know, whatever musical situation I'm in or whatever band I'm in. I mean, I'm not like a guy that can roll down to the local pub with an acoustic guitar and, you know, do a performance or whatever. So I'm pretty much reliant on whatever gigs I can get. So that's probably why I tend to not sit around much and multitask a bit. Like you were saying earlier in the intro, I have like four projects I'm trying to juggle my time with right now. But if I'm down for, you know, an extended amount of time, I just like to do normal stuff like anybody else, you know, can jump on movies or food or, you know, cooking or, I you know, to do things like uh, pastimes mm, for me. Mountain biking, photography. I like to paint a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, cool. whatever I can do, whenever I can do it. But living out of a suitcase and jumping around on flights and doing gigs here and there—it's pretty tough to to get anything. Gotcha. normal
1: you so, know, you <laughs> so you mentioned that you're being Italian and everything like that do you speak it
3: I do speak some Italian my, my language skills are pretty limited I, because I've never really learned uh, you know never studied right. grammar and all you know so when you're learning anything on your own it's a little bit like I learned my father's dialect and the first time I went to Italy and started to speak that in a, you know, in, say, a big city like Rome, they all looked at me like I had two heads. (laughs) And they answered me in in English because they knew that I couldn't speak Italian for shit. (laughs) But I I try, I speak a little bit of German. I can get by, you know, ordering food or finding a toilet
2: or whatever, you know. Nice. Um, But... uh, I mean, I, I think I said this to somebody the other
3: day, I know at least one curse word in about 30 different languages, so Sweet. I, I pride myself on that fact.
1: Okay. Well, I speak four languages fluently, so if you need help with any of them, nice. you know, yeah, cool. smile and die. I speak Hebrew, uh, Yiddish, uh, Spanish. My ex-wife says I mumble. She's just hard of hearing. And I speak English, so there you go yeah Yeah, I I haven't even perfected the English language yeah same here you know yeah so and um, yeah how about this Um, so out of your friends like in the music world do you have like musician friends that we know that they could call you and say hey guess what I'm down in South Street having a uh, some pats you know Why don't you come and join us? Or, you know, like you said, you were at the Michael Shanker show the other night. Do you hang out with any other fellow well-known musicians?
3: Um, I I really would like to, and I try to stay in touch with as many people as I can. Hmm. Um, The other night, I... Well, I kind of took a bit of a drive up to Wilkes-Barre, PA, to see, you know, the uh, Black Star Riders back and Judas Priest show, and I know so many people on that tour, um, especially the Saxon guys who we've toured with and played so many shows with, super cool dudes, so I got to hang out with them a bit, and uh, I know some of the guys in Black Star Riders and the Priest dudes are always cool. Um, And whoever comes through Philly, if there's time, you know, I would love to go grab a meal. You know, I know Ricky Rocket quite well from Poison. Whenever he's through
2: Philly, he always gives me a shout. And we've met up for dinner a couple times.
1: Well, speaking of Brittany, what's going on with them?
3: Not anything at this point in time. Uh, We had a brief reunion of sorts with uh, a couple of uh, myself and Billy Childs being the two original members and our singer from the third album on was Tommy Paris. We got together about two, three years ago and started to play some gigs with the hopes of doing a record. Uh... You know And basically Like We got back together And just You know Just realized That we can't get along For shit So we just Basically stopped uh, sad. Proceeding forward And that is Something that's Kind of happened With that band So many times And so You know It's just It's a drag For me to uh, You know Because it's really Been a big part Of my life and career and the fact that you know a lot of people like you ask all the time but it's like for some reason we just can't get out of our own way Hmm. and uh, unfortunately we're back down to non-existent at this time so I'm always hopeful that something will come back around you know
2: Uh,
3: I just tend to put my energies into other things that you know give me something back rather than become You know, too hard to,
1: you know, work at. I hear. I always tell people never say never. Yeah. You never say never because you never know if it's going to happen. I've been hoping for several bands, such as the great band that you were in, to do it with all you guys, you know? And and I, I could tell by your attitude. It's not really, you would do it because you'd love, look how much time you invested in that band, and look what you did, and look what it's impacted. It impacted my life considerably. I've loved all your recordings that you did with the band, and it's not just me saying that, Oh, no problem. And other people tell me when, because like I said, I did play quite a few Britney songs and everything on several of my episodes and when I was on terrestrial radio when I did fill in on satellite radio and stuff like that um, people were like wow you know and yeah. people ask and like I said I hate to beat a dead horse but people miss you guys and people like, I know. And you know I hear it you know
3: I hear it from you just like from other people and, and I saw the reactions from you know the gigs that we did do And I, you know, I see posts on social media all the time about... And look, I'm a fan as well, you know. I mean, I've always been a fan. And the bands that I'm passionate about, like, you know, uh, even from my childhood, sometimes it pains me to see the, you know, the bullshit that goes
2: down that people can't get along or bands have to change original members because
3: this guy hates that one or this one doesn't want it for anymore You know, and it's, it's
2: really unfortunate because it's, um, it's just fucking music, man.
3: Just like, you know, if you can't get along to get up on stage and play music in front of people that actually smile and love to hear what you're doing like there's something so wrong man, you know absolutely you just don't understand that I know money is obviously a big factor and people you know when money's involved it just makes people lose their fucking shit you know and that sucks but at the same time you know there's always a way to work around things and there's always a way to communicate and work things out. And that's when I think, when the communication breaks down right? and people can't talk and work things out, then it's just, it becomes impossible. And that's kind of what happened with Brittany, even from back in the day when Dean left,
2: right. uh, it
3: was always a communication problem, or a uh, difference of opinion, or this guy wants to, you know, uh, be more important than the other guy I mean, it's really just There's so many levels Of shit to deal with In bands, you know And some bands get
2: it right And some bands just fail at it miserably You know, and that's what it comes down to
1: Well, I tell everybody If you look up the definition of band It means together Yeah And that's what music's supposed to do It's supposed to bring people together That's why I solely purpose to Do this Because this is my therapy I, I music, yeah. you know, got me through so much negativity and, you know, I had lot, some health issues through my divorce, yeah. you know and other breakups and just shit that went down and then it's all, it just brought me back up and you know, what you guys and so many other bands that are disbanded or go out there and it's not even one original member of the band, that right. kind of upsets me too because, yeah. you know, look, look, I've seen Kiss, and you're going to laugh. I've seen Kiss 703 times in concert. I've seen, <laughs> okay? I've seen them in every. Is that even possible? Yeah. How
3: many I've, shows have they played in there? Uh,
1: yeah. I've seen them in every state except Delaware, because there's no place to play in Delaware. There's no Coliseum, great, you know? And my first show was Eric Carr's first performance. And. I was six years old, my dad took me to the Palladium, and it changed my life. A couple yeah. years before that, I was four years old, my mom and took my brother, my older brother and I, we went to go see Beatlemania, and it was too loud, yeah. now I tell my kids, my girlfriend, and everybody, I say, well, if it's too loud, you're too old, you know, yeah. I, I'm always telling yeah. people, turn it up to 11, and maybe that's part of my hearing loss, but whatever, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but
3: Yeah, Kiss was my first show as well as a kid Awesome uh, I wasn't six, I was more like uh, 12 or 13 But yeah, that was a big, you know yeah. Definitely a life changer for sure
1: Absolutely So yeah, my father was very dear friends with Bill of Coin So that's how it all came to fruition so That's amazing Yeah, absolutely So you said You try to keep in touch With the guys from Saxon Star Riders That's a couple That's like Scott Gorham's band Correct? Yes Okay, yeah. cool And then you also Yeah, I mean I have uh, You know Either crew friends Or band friends And uh, you know But
2: it's really The toughest thing is Schedule-wise You know, like um. am Playing gigs this weekend,
3: and probably I'm able to make it to a few shows. I have a drum tech that's going to be in town with Nightwish tomorrow, and I can't really see him because I have a gig of my own. Um, right. uh, so, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. You know, but I try. I try to keep in touch with folks and, and visit when I can. It's always cool, you know. And I always Somehow, just being at a gig, you know, being backstage or in the crowd or whatever, watching dance play, it just feels like home to me. So it's, even when I'm off, it's like you want to get that fix, you know,
2: like you're a part of something. But like you said, man, music is, you know,
3: is everything for a lot of us. And, uh, it's our, you know, the soundtrack of our lives. And, you know, so when you get into all this kind of business stuff and you, you know, she bands on the outs with each other and stuff, it just it kind of, you know, we don't want it to ruin your musical memories, but kind it does, you know. I think it paints that. And, uh, um, so I like, you know, I like to see bands that keep it together, keep making music, keep making people happy. And it's all for the bands, you know what I mean? Right. When I mean, you create
1: something musical and people dig it, you know, why not give them what they want, you know? 100% uh, agree. Like, so is, yeah. is there one band that you would love to see reunite and then say, okay, like, tip? I personally thought Motley Crue did the right way. They did it, you know, they ran on on top. They all put their differences yeah. aside and say, look, we're doing it for the fans, but we're also doing it for a shit ton of money, and we're going to go out, yeah. play a ton of shows, and then we're done, and we wrote a contract to say we're never going to play as Motley Crue again, and they went on top. And I thought they did it really, really well. You know? So- yeah, there's definitely one way to do it instead of being,
3: you know, like, hey, we're going to be you know, a farewell tour and to start a whole new, you know,
2: yeah.
3: cycle of touring or whatever. I mean, it does get to be old after a while, and it's like it becomes a, a whole different thing. But yeah, that was, you know, admirable of them to do it that way. As far as, for me, personal kind of reunion-type things, I mean... Uh, one band I was into uh, was the band Angel and I know they have sort of been trying forever to uh, to reunite original members and do some gigs and it still hasn't happened but um, you know you also realize what it would take to make that happen especially for a band you know it's easy for Motley Crue to say we're going to reunite for one more tour because they're still kind of you know Younger Everybody's minds And a bit younger Yeah And they could do a tour And people will show up And they're like Angel Um, Were never really that big To begin with But there were so many people That were were uh, taken in and and like impressed with them because of it just seeing them a few times in the show that they put on and stuff like that so uh, that's just one off the top of my head that would be cool but I know it's you know would be impossible for them to really
1: well did you ever get to see and them? Even
3: to a full tour. I did yeah I mean, that's probably why I'm a fan I think anybody that ever saw them mm-hmm. is probably still a fan to this day because they were a band like this they put on you know a ridiculously great show they, had, they were killer musicians they had a great look they had a great sound um, you know it was a bombastic you know type of entertaining theatrical show
2: Right.
1: Some magic on stage and stuff I and mean, it was really cool but um, yeah I don't. Many bands, uh, I've, I've only seen music. YouTube videos I've never seen them live I've seen like Punky yeah. Meadows perform and he's a uh-huh. hell of a guitarist I've seen Frank sing I saw Griff yeah. And everything like that. I met Greg years ago because he worked with Gene, you know. And you know, and coincidentally, they were on Casablanca. So, uh, and I met them, but I was too young to see them. But I met them because my father's relationship. He was good friends, like I said, with Bill O'Coin. He introduced me to them, like. Uh, I think I was like four or five And I had no clue who they were I just see these guys right, with, yeah. You know, long flowing hair And these like white costumes and everything And they shook my hand yeah. And they said, nice to meet you, Steven I'm like, um, it's yeah. Steve Nice to meet you too, sir And that was basically yeah, cool. it, you know yeah. So, all right on So, all right yeah. Another question, Um, what's next for you as far as in are you doing anything that you want to promote, are you writing anything, Um, are you coming, you said you like to cook, are we going to have like a Johnny D, um, do you call it sauce or gravy or ragu? I
3: call it gravy sauce I mean if it's got meat in it I tend to call it gravy if it's just like you know a marinara sauce or something without meat I'd say sauce but uh, you know it's all good I love pasta you yeah. should probably put out a, a couple recipes or whatever but I haven't because I'm traveling a lot I haven't been home to cook a lot and that's kind of bumming me out but as far as projects go, I'm um, just going to continue to play gigs with the bands that I'm in. Um, the Kick, the excess experience thing is really fun. Bunch of cool guys, and that's another band that kind of, uh, you know, went away probably, you know, before its time, obviously, because of losing Michael, Hutchins, and. Uh, So we're, you know, trying to keep that music alive and uh, having fun doing that. I also am working on a, I'm not as much of a songwriter as, you know, I probably should be, but I do want to, I'm working on a, like a tribute CD of sorts to, uh, you know, Fallen Heroes, as you will, you know, the Lemmys and Bowies and all the guys that we've lost uh, over the years, I'd like to put out a CD of some of my favorite cover songs from some some of the artists that aren't with us anymore. And, uh, I've got about six tracks recorded. I'm just going to keep working on that.
1: Could you, you divulge that's somewhere. who's on it with you? With that, could you tell me? Could we know like who you recorded with? Well, I just, basically,
3: I started out with just drums. I'm kind of building it from there, and I'm going to ask, you know, as many of my friends and uh, as many, you know, people, main musicians that I can get to actually add to it. So it's going to be like a, a good gravy, you know what I mean? I'm going to awesome. start the and I'm going to add some ingredients as I go but uh, it's probably the way that, you know, if I'm going to do a project it's starting in a way that I can make it happen which is from the drums you know, from That's... the foundation. Nice! Towards, so, yeah.
1: Cool. So for up-and-coming drummers because that's the instrument my uh, my little monster Jack wants to learn, and I told him that'd be great because it would drive his mother crazy. Uh, and I also have, a, <laughs> you know, I have a cousin that's in a pretty well-known band. He just actually just went to Europe with his band. He's in a band called Midnight Eternal, and he's a drummer. He did direct support last year with Queensrÿche and Armored Saint. Um, Cool Yeah which was great for him I'm very very proud of him And I was just like So do you have any advice For any um, Up and coming drummers Like
3: Yeah I mean I'm I'm pretty much Entirely self taught So I would say Definitely um, Learn as much You know Of the skill As possible It's probably One of the regrets That I had That I didn't start out And uh, take You know uh, lessons more seriously I was kind of impatient And just wanted to Fucking rock out So I went completely You know Caveman style And learned on my own and, and in a way That's good Right I think you develop Your own style But you may also Develop a lot of Bad techniques Or You know Things that probably uh, I could do a lot easier If I knew You know The proper way To do it But You know, at this point, I would say for anybody coming up would be, you know, just to get as much knowledge as possible and to play as much as possible with other musicians. You got this whole YouTube generation now that, you know, just makes videos playing along to records or whatever, which is fine, but I mean, you know, get in a real situation, you know, where live music is, you know... uh, Improvising a little bit Or just like Paying more attention To What's going on Around you You know interaction With other musicians And stuff I think the School of Rock And those type of Places are cool Because Kids get to really learn Organically You know How to interact And And they also Pick up different instruments And they're able to Jump from the drums To the To the vocals Or grab a guitar And you know that's really cool. It's something we didn't have when I was growing up, and Same then, here. So I had to learn the hard way. So, um, yeah, just get get in there, do it all as much as possible. Be cool, you know, uh, with people, you know, nice. have good interactions. Learn how to communicate with people, and because you know, I mean, the playing part of it is just a part of it. You know, there's so much more like we're talking about interacting with people and and being able to communicate and learning the parts of the business where, you know, you won't hit a brick wall when you get a band that sells, you know, a million albums and then you realize you don't fucking like the guy you're even in a band with, you know, so maybe... You know, dealing with those issues before you actually get to that point is probably a good idea that could further you along, you
1: know? Exactly. So, has there been a song that you've performed, uh, like if you heard it on the radio or if you played it live, that you're sick of? (laughs) Mm. That you're like, oh shit, I really have to play this song again? Or I just heard it on the radio and you'll change the channel or, you know?
3: Right, right. Uh, do you mean of my own, or yeah. just of like a cover song, or anything? Either or, or both. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as anything I've played on, or or been, you know, fortunate enough to have played on the radio or MTV or anything like that. Not really. I mean, I even. Um, I don't think it's like, you know, I mean, with a song like Girl's School, for example, if that was like the the biggest song that I played on, um, really didn't play it enough to really get sick of it, you know what I mean? I mean, that song was recorded like 30 years ago, but it's not like I've been playing it every day for the last 30 years. So when I did get to play it again, it always was like... Fucking fun, you know. So uh, probably don't have any that I'm really sick of, unless I do a cover gig and I have to play like American Girl or something. <laughs> One of the uh, you know the way overdone cover songs, of like Sweet Home Alabama or whatever it may be. Those can get pretty tiresome. But uh,
1: yeah, I started doing yeah, like fun. when I was a kid. I was a DJ for like weddings and bar mitzvahs. I would write. I would yeah. tell them. I'm like In my rider I cannot play Cool and the Gang Celebration Again I'm sorry (laughs) Yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm like I'm sorry You're fired (laughs) Exactly The next guy will do it (laughs) Yeah I'm like I love my New Jersey Based bands Because I am a Jersey boy But come on Mm -hmm. Celebration How many times Can you hear it You know Yeah man You know
3: Gotta give the people What they
1: want Absolutely I've learned the hard way (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Alright, so is there a website that you can plug that you want to throw out there that people can reach out to you if people, like, you are the real deal, for example, on, because they, I've talked about it previous and everything, there's so many social media as far as in fake accounts, you know, there's right. people that have a Twitter and Instagram and a Facebook, and a lot of them could either be the real deal or bullshit. And I know that you're the real deal because I've seen your posts because I follow you on all three. Um, do you actually have like an actual website? Or do you mind... I don't,
3: my, my website points to my Facebook page at this point because okay. it's just really, I, you know, most people don't really have the, you know, the attention span to go looking all around. They're either on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. So I, those three, I pretty much have... Most of my posts going on, you know, or updates of what gigs I had and stuff like that. If you wanted to see where Doro was playing, you could go to Doro uh dot com, I think, or Doro dot de, right. um, and find the Doro tour dates and stuff like that. Updates on that particular band, um, all the yeah, but I mean, I, I try to update whatever
1: cool so like if anyone contacts you, you know, on social media you won't like freak out or anything like that and you'll respond if someone like sends you a message and say I try to
3: yeah I gotta say it's pretty overwhelming to get hammered you know with messages like by text email Facebook Instagram Twitter you know but at the end of the day it's not like You know, if I can keep up with it and it's uh, a legitimate request or just somebody saying hi or whatever, I try to answer and you know be as polite as possible and uh if like with you i mean it's oh. cool that you reached out wanted to do this and uh i'm willing because i basically have some time right now and that's cool that you wanted to talk right so yeah that, i mean uh,
1: well i don't just know, appreciate that. it like i said before everybody that knows you and knows your music appreciates it and like I said uh, we do have a lot of the same friends in the circle even the music business is so huge um, New York New Jersey Philly area all kind of intercede and everything with each other and you know it you know that's what it's all about it's just you know having a good time and enjoying ourselves you know it's yeah man put the guns away and just put your hand up and shout and throw up the horns and uh, smile and that's what that's all about yeah it is and
3: uh you know there's so much going on out there it's hard to really keep track of it all it's not like when we grew up there was uh you know you had one you know a few local radio stations and, uh, and maybe MTV to really keep you in a loop of what was happening. You know, now it's basically 24-7, 365, every angle you can, coming at you from everywhere. So it's hard to, for us to all join in and onto one common thing, you know. So it's really, um, you know, it's great, but it's also like, a bit of an overload so you know but it's cool that you can go to one place if you need to look up some band that you're really into you know where to go to find them and that's it's all good but like you said spreading the word keeping keeping the music alive and uh,
2: right. you know and connecting with people in a different way you know not
3: might not be face to face but if you're you know Chatting with people that are like minded or into the same stuff that you are, it, it still brings a sense of a community, as, you know, that you're not so alone out there, you know, in this crazy ass fucking world.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, right on. right on. Thank you so much again, Johnny, and like I said, keep in touch. All right, Steve, thank uh, you. My pleasure. Have a good night and take care, all right? All right, dude. I'll Thanks. talk to you soon. You man. got it, man. Take care.
0: Psycho Steve presents. <laughs> LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on.